Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 66 and we're back. Surprise for another episode. I say surprise, it happens every week. So by now you should get used to it. But we're going to carry on with our jaw knowledge now that the foundations have been covered. And you should by now be more aware as to why it's so important to look after your jaw. Last week, we had a look at some elements of, you know, the muscle geography of the lovely jaw. And it's this notion of geography, geography of the mouth, that I'd like us to bear in mind today. That notion of geography and space in the mouth. Why? What's the connection to the title of this episode? Well, let's get down to it, shall we? As explained in episode 65, one of the main reasons for the build-up of tension in your jaw is because these muscles are fairly short, going through constant repetitive motions and busy keeping our jaw in place. There's a lot of tension and suspension. Now, I'm sure you've experienced muscle tension somewhere else in your body in the past at some point in your life. If you haven't, Please tell me how. Basically, muscle tension is when the muscles stay contracted for a period of time, partially or fully, and if it's a full contraction, it can go into a cramp, which is something deeply unpleasant. At first, your muscles will go stiff, achy even, and gradually this could lead to chronic pain and even slight swellings in some cases. Um, I should say, actually, apparent swelling. Because when you contract a muscle, it tends to look slightly bigger because of the contraction. It changes shape. Take your arm, for instance, and do a bicep curl for me. Try to flex that muscle, that bicep. You can clearly see how the muscle shortens and rises at the center in that moment of active tension. Well, the same thing happens with your jaw muscles. The more tense your jaw muscles are, the shorter they'll go. The constant flexing of these, for lack of a better term, is required to generate strength. And we kind of need this strength to move our jaw, to chew, to speak, to just keep it in place. But too much contraction, too much of this shortening, also means that it will change the configuration, the geography of our mouth of the inside of our mouth. Our cheeks grow tighter, pulling on the gums and the flesh, the lining that we have inside the mouth. We're not opening the mouth as widely when we speak, when there is this tension, this built up of tension, because the muscles and the tendons are holding us back. And yes, of course, if you're going for a yawn, you'll have that openness, that overextension, and the mouth is opening as far and wide, but you don't have the same opening when you're trying to speak. Of course not. I mean, have you tried speaking through a yawn with a fully open mouth? It's making it tricky to pronounce a lot of vowels and consonants, but it's also providing you with plenty of space for your voice, for your sound to come through, that yawning sound, that <sighs> For this to come out, you really need to send the chin as low as possible. Embrace the yawn. It's another great way of relaxing the jaw, of relaxing your CNS as well, your central neural system. But we'll get to that another day. Now, the mouth is not a resonator. 
it's not a place where your sound will resonate. If anything, actually, because of its overall pretty fleshy landscape, it muffles the sound, diminishing the resonance of the voice. When you want to be heard, you need to open your mouth. But you can't do that if your jaw muscles are holding you back. Makes sense, doesn't it? Think about your favourite singer. Do you see them performing with a mouth tight and closed? No, you need that openness. You need that in order to build flexibility, to create space. And now let's add another layer to this. On top of the sound-making abilities, there's also a linguistic dimension to keep in mind. Because not all languages use the same sounds. Not all languages are pronounced in the same parts and chambers in the mouth. Take English, for example. Um, as a foreigner, what I've ended up noticing, and as a linguist, I say as well, standard English is quite forward as a language. It's the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Now, by comparison, let's take another language like German, for instance. Quite often, German is accused to be a guttural language, so dominantly created in the throat, but actually it is a palatal language. So we're not in the throat. Most sounds are pronounced toward the back of the mouth and the palate. In French, a lot of the sounds we make rely on shifting the airflow around. So in order to do that, we'll adjust the tongue, inside our mouth and will change the shape of our lips because this way it shapes the air as it goes. And it's also why when learning a foreign language we develop or we can develop an accent because your mouth and your jaw are being stimulated in a way that's alien to them. They're not used to these new tongue and lips and teeth and cheek moves. They've built up tension in a different linguistic system. Your pronunciation of your own language literally shapes the landscape of your mouth. Because if you only train in sumo squats, your body will look very different to someone who only does yoga. It's a very, very strong comparison, I would say. But it's basically what it boils down to. So when learning a foreign language, go and explore the geography of your mouth. Explore the geography of your mother tongue and the one of the language you're connecting to. This will tell you how much openness your mouth currently has and how much it will need. How relaxed your tongue and cheeks need to be for certain sounds to flow with ease. In the same way that you stretch your muscles after a workout or in preparation for a run, you need to stretch your jaw muscles to create space around the joints, flexibility in the tongue, fluidity in pronunciation. It will be easier to adjust the airflow and to let the words dance freely around. Easier to speak up, easier to support your lisp or the impact of braces and dentures on your expression. Easier to sing to play, to let yourself be seen and heard. I'm cooking up a few reels over the weekend with a physiotherapist who I'll tell you a bit more about and I'll take some time next week after my surgery to put them all together and release them onto the gram. Meanwhile, if you need a hand to relax your jaw, 
check out the link in the episode description. And if you'd like to book a session for some voice work, breath support, energy therapy, and confidence in your ability to speak, hit me up. All links are available below. I am keeping individual sessions open at the moment on top of my usual packages. Now, enjoy this autumnal week and I'll speak to you soon.